1: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
2: You spit up cuckooed that dude, bro! Oh my god! You've got all your Charger gear on because I look good. I got big energy every day. And he is dead. Blind squirrel finds a knife once in a while. That's like right. It. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert on the move and throws and touchdown.
3: Players, coaches. Staff, fans, together, we can create something truly
2: special. Stay
4: tuned for some good content.
2: <laughs> well, hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Dog, sitting with my buddies, Kev Hug and Duggan. Hey
5: there, ho there, hi there.
2: <laughs> hey, and Kyle, the coach, Duggan. <laughs> hey guys. All right. Well, it was quite the uh, weekend of football. We've got that to talk about. Uh... Some interesting tweets. Uh, We've got a very special fan focus and a very special Bolt Insight, a repeat, a part two, if you will. So, something to look forward to.
5: He may or may not be here later in the episode. Mm. May or may not.
2: (laughs) There you go. So, uh, (laughs) I forgot about that stupid comment. (laughs) (laughs) May or may not. And as always, a long ass Bolt fam, but uh, let's get down and dirty with it. Uh, let's see. Justin Herbert hasn't really slowed down since the season ended. A TikTok was posted of him playing basketball and, uh, well, some, some kids got wrecked. Let's just put it like
4: that. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: oh,
3: that's so good. Like, I... I I, I can only hope to get dunked on like that. I would happily get posterized, uh, print that picture out, and put it up on my wall. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would that's love. Yeah. So sick.
2: Do, do we know anything more about this other than he just showed up at a school and dunked on some kids? I don't,
5: yeah. I just somebody tagged us in it and I was like, oh shit. that There's happened. no. I, how do we even know when that video was from?
3: You know, His like, hair it could looks have been an old pretty, clip. He's got the flow pretty, going.
5: The flow is pretty long. So it's not end of last season. End of last season, he had Nada. So well, I that don't could
3: know. have been like a
2: Oregon intramural type thing.
3: <laughs> hey, no matter what, either way. No matter either way. <laughs> pretty it's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, if you've got more information, because I haven't seen anything else in regards to what this how this all came about. Somebody, you know, put it down in the comments or something.
5: And somebody else posted a video. I think this might be from Oregon, actually, because somebody else posted a video of him playing dodgeball and just wrecking some dude. Well, hopefully at the Pro Bowl, he does, because they're going to have that back. Did they they say they're going to have it back?
3: I believe so. Let me double check. But yeah, I think they're bringing it back. Give me something
5: to look forward to. Like, yeah, that's like two weeks away, too. That's like in between, between the the championship game in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. it's something to look forward to.
2: Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, this, these games this weekend, these games this weekend, holy shit balls. What, <laughs> what a, what a weekend of football. Like my God,
5: fun to watch. It was a lot of fun football.
2: I mean, I mean, it was crazy because the, on Saturday you start off with the Bengals and the Titans, Titans being the first seed. Everybody's probably thinking if you're not unless you're a Bengal or a Bengal fan, you're probably thinking Titans are going to take this, and they did not. Bengals won by a game-winning field goal, nineteen to sixteen. Dude,
5: Burrow almost got
2: sacked ten
5: times in one game and still won.
2: Yeah, Un- that just
5: shows you how bad Tannehill is. Tannehill yeah. doesn't have it, dude. He I just didn't
3: see it. that. maybe they just lost identity because Derek Henry is back, and they're like. Uh, I don't know what to do go what are we who ball. are we go you know it's go. like <laughs> <that's>... uh, break <laughs> <laughs> yeah 16 points in a game like the Bengals defense ain't ain't all that you know like there's was no enough, way they though. should have been held to 16
2: both number one seeds just dudded after the bye right yeah the next game was the Packers and the 49ers Packers being the number one seed of their division and
5: For- 49ers defense is good and man I watched that whole Packer game with my wife because she's a Packer fan and... sure yeah dude like i thought our special team we've had bad special teams in the past like this was like some of the worst special teams play the last field goal the field goal that um gold robbie gold the former bear right, went out yeah. to yeah. kick green bay only had 10 players on the field right yeah, yeah. a lot weak. of
2: people pointed that out that
5: was it's like you how bad are you gonna f- this up like that's crazy
0: that bad
3: debo samuel is no joke yeah Oh, yeah. Debo is real. is the real deal. Real that deal. guy is insane. They had a couple of huge first down pickups there on that last drive. He just w- refused to go down. Mm-hmm. That guy's a stud. Yeah,
2: he's gonna so, get freaking paid this year. That was quite so, quite the upset at uh, so at the yak
5: the yak guys. I, I I'd like to get a yak
2: guy. What's a yak guy? Yards yard, after, contact? Yards after oh, catch. Oh, okay.
5: So like, cause we don't have a lot of yak guys. Debo, he's a yak guy.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, Austin Eckler is probably the closest thing to being an, a yak guy. Oh, he's... Guy. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, a wide receiver. A, oh, you want guy. a wide receiver to do that? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, Dude, hey, it, like, Tyreek Hill's a yak guy. Right. Everyone's not no, yeah. plotting no, Mahomes. That is
3: the part... That's the one part of our offense that's a little bit missing. they be able Absolutely. to hit him underneath and he just takes it to the house. You yeah. saw Tyreek do it on, on Sunday. Right. Everyone hit him lo- over the middle at 10 yards and he just ran past everyone for yeah. a 60-yard touchdown.
5: Everyone loves Mahomes. They're like, oh, my God, look at his numbers. I'm like, dude shut up. (laughs) He didn't throw throw one pass for over 20 yards in that game and it was just all yak yards. Um
2: he
3: ran I the ball heard that his turtle. little turtle shuffle i don't know how he even moves fast i don't know how <laughs> everyone doesn't
5: catch him <laughs> josie watched the game with me and she's like what's wrong with him why is he running like that
3: yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> even, I, and apparently he's moving quick because no one can catch him he was the leading rusher at, the, like a at turd. the halftime
2: so crazy. he led the
3: the whole team and the chiefs in rushing in that game
2: in the whole game you know, there you go yeah
3: he had like 70 something yards
2: that's crazy
5: and did you see his wife spray champagne from out of from her box? No. down onto people no nope. she was spraying champagne sh-
3: sh- yeah she's a bit of a joke
5: her her and i'm sure his brother his was talking yeah, he's it. just dancing yeah. Right. yeah stupid
2: it was stupid. <laughs> stupid so um yeah prior to that game was the rams and the buccaneers and i mean rams were leading practically the whole dominant yeah and buccaneers slowly started to make a comeback and and they just couldn't couldn't put a pull and it off. And you
3: thought the Brady magic had come back, like, right? Yeah, you thought guy the comeback was going to happen. Why
2: won't you die? Basically, is the way that <laughs> yeah. it felt.
5: And then <laughs> Cooper Cup magic was yeah. alive and well. Yeah, that guy is a beast.
2: Yeah, Cooper yeah, Cup, Cooper had, Cup had, had a hell of control. a game. Um, but then and then the last game was the Bills and the Chiefs, and boy, what the the so ending of that game Bills. was out of control. Oh, the yeah, ending the was Bills. insane. Gabriel Davis. I mean, you want to talk about. Jeez, somebody who's out of control that guy was crazy four touchdowns what, i couldn't believe he kept it, getting open it was insane it's because
3: stefan diggs is so good i watched on that last him, touchdown think? that last touchdown over the middle they had two high safeties and davis ran to the middle of the field stefan diggs ran a little sit route he ran like a 10 yard hitch mm. and the safety jumped to double team and that opened up davis to be wide open in the end zone wow it's just like he takes away he takes away so much that the defense has to like account for that, that if you just have a decent number 2 he's going to absolutely kill. Wow. Yeah. I think well,
5: what we learned from this is what we learned when we played them at home this season is like you don't want to go to overtime with them cuz they're going to win every coin flip and they're just going to go they're just yeah. going to go score. That's just the way it is. That's what yeah. they're they they are known for doing. So Yeah. I just feel bad for the Bills because you you that's they, It was like 17 seconds left. I don't know why they didn't squib kick. That was kind of bizarre that they didn't do that. Yeah, run some time off. But then you look at like the the owners and the box and they're all like celebrating like it's like the best day of their lives. And then 17 seconds later, it's tied up again. It's just like I felt so bad for that. It was for that fan base. Like yeah. I feel bad for the Bills fans. Yeah,
3: yeah that's
2: that's, a, that's, a, that's two that was, years
3: in a row you lost to the Chiefs.
5: Sucks.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was that those last 2 minutes were just a roller coaster of that game and then yeah, the coin toss. The coin toss sucks. I hate the coin toss with every fiber that, of my being. It that beating. has to change.
3: <laughs> I feel like finally it happened in a playoff game and there's just so much attention on it. it. Yeah. It just has to change. Like you can't your season can't be over because they won the coin toss and you never got the ball back. Right. You know? I saw a tweet that um Keenan Allen actually put out there though that was like you, the coin toss isn't the game; it's the defense. Defense wins championship. If your defense can't get a stop, then you you don't you don't like game over. It's, stop blaming the coin toss. You got to right. be able to get a stop. Right, but it it, it does kind of suck because that happened to us. Right, you know, it ha- did happen to us. Ex- and after that Chiefs game, our whole season kind of went downhill.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I I I get what Keenan is saying, and on a level, I agree with him. But it's like that's at the end of the game when everybody's just like emptied their tank. Like they Man. are gassed. They are done. And it's just like f- we got to go to another quarter. And they and they're just they're struggling. They're it's hard. I I can only imagine for a defense to still put up like a a fight in that fifth quarter, what's essentially the fifth quarter of that game. Yeah. So. And we have
3: to mention one thing I have, we have to mention about that game. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is a douchebag with that peace sign and not getting a taunting call. Yeah, unbelievable. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. How like how do you I'm okay with it. If you're if we're gonna get rid consistent. of the taunting call, cool. Yeah. But the guy gave a peace sign at the 10 yard line and runs into the end zone holding it up. Yeah. That's the biggest like flagrant taunting that there is.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: In a guy's face putting up a peace sign. Yeah. Come on. Come on, NFL. Be better. Right. Yeah. Because Hurry Kill be better. It's fine. If if that if like I honestly I like that because it got me fired up, like, oh come on, Bills, go take it back to him. <laughs> yeah. Which, <laughs> right. It's right. like fun. Like as a competitor, you like that stuff because it's like, all right, you want to do that. Next time you come across the middle, you're going to get your head taken off. <laughs> you know, like that's fun. I like that competitiveness. Uh, but at the, the NFL, that's just so unbelievably inconsistent. Right. Why you call it for one team and not another. It's just, come on, let's go. Let's get rid of the rule then. Let's yeah. just have fun and let the guys be football players. Exactly. Be athletes, be get rid of it. Get rid of it.
5: I must, honestly, if you want to flip it and take away the celebrations in the end zone after a touchdown, yeah, take that away and give yeah, back yeah. the... Letting them be just aggressive dudes that want to talk shit. Yeah. Yeah. Let let that back into the game. Right. Yeah.
2: The choreography and the end will suck. I don't need
5: (laughs) any more of that shit. You can only (laughs) see so many times people like toboggan racing. Like I've had enough. so embarrassing. Cut the shit.
2: There is no canoe, you mimes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Don't quit your day job. (laughs) Yeah, for real. All right. Well, the upcoming games AFC championship is going to be the Bengals and the Chiefs. Oh, God. And that's a shit on, sandwich.
5: That's a shit sandwich. Nothing good comes from that. Honestly, I, I don't want to root for either one of them, but let's look at the outcomes, right? Let's, let's just look at this. One yeah. of these two teams gets to the Super Bowl. Yep. We're going to be dealing with the Burrow-Herbert comparison forever, right? Yep. And, and I don't mind it, because compare whoever Who you want to Justin. That's yeah. fine. But it's going to be just non-stop. Like when we want to be talked about on ESPN, we want to be talked about on NFL Network. It'll be so biased now if he gets to the Super Bowl already. Yep. That's it's just fine. the it's selfishness so, in me. I don't yeah. want to hear that shit. I so, feel you. Yeah. If the Chiefs go, it's old news. Right. If the Bengals go, it's.
3: I f- do not. I do not want the Chiefs that three consecutive Super Bowls. Yeah, me neither. No, just no. I I, I couldn't care less if you talk about Burrow Herbert comparison. That's great. Who cares? Like. The Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers—we had that. It's right. just—it's it, just a reality. It's going to happen, right? And if Burrow gets the Super Bowl, Justin, we got to get a Super Bowl. Like it has, to, we got to do it, right? You're not going to be in that in that level until you do it, anyways, right? They, it, so I don't really care about the the Bengals. I hope the Bengals win. Yeah, I hope right, the Bengals. They haven't been there. You talk in,
5: into it. Oh, fine, I switch. You, they they haven't been you there it. in so long, right.
3: like that. fan they hadn't won a playoff game in 20 years right. until this year. Eighty,
5: it was 88.
2: Yeah. So, like, let that's them go. That's more than
5: 20 years. That's 30. Yeah,
2: 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Let them go. Come on. Let yeah. them go. I mean, because it's just first they got to get there, then they got to win. So, it's like yeah. just because they get there doesn't mean that they're automatically going to win. So, yeah, I, I would root for the Bengals. And the NFC championship is going to be the 49ers at the Rams at SoFi. At SoFi. Yeah. Kind of a pre back to back SoFi game. Pre games. Super Bowl game. Yeah. Yep. So who, I don't know who, who how I feel thinking? about
5: I don't know how I feel about this one honestly. Like I kind of pull in for the Niners.
2: I like the Niners Same dude. answer.
5: Same yeah. answer as the previous one. Yeah. yeah. I just don't want to hear it. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it more
2: it. in this game because yeah. it's because we have to share the stadium. So it's going to be a constant right. back and forth. And and we got to play them next year when Chargers are going to be the home team in SoFi Stadium. So it, and it's the whole fight for LA
3: thing like right. the, the bandwagoners will go Absolutely. If the Rams get to the Super Bowl, the bandwagoners are going to be out of control, which it's okay. Like who there's right. again they're bandwagoners, chargers, that's, that's there's nothing we can do. Right. I don't want bandwagon fans because they're usually whiny and negative and ready to jump ship as soon as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't want to like Kevin has brought up, like the media stuff. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I just don't want to hear about how many it's is a Rams
2: town. Like I just don't like hearing right. that it sucks. Right. Agreed. Yeah. And 49ers I, are, I think, are definitely the underdog, so I, I'd be rooting for them regardless they and of Right now,
5: and they graduation. got a, they got a Bosa. I'll, I'll, I do root for a Bosa. Oh, there yeah, you go. I, got
2: a
3: Bosa. I wonder if Joey will be at the game.
5: I'm sure he will. I'm sure. Gonna root on it. his little, yeah. little bro. Gotta be. I'd, if, hey, if you were in the Super Bowl, I'd come and root <laughs> you on.
2: Yeah, I guess. I guess that's a good point. <laughs> like how you said that. Um, all right, and then looking over at Twitter, uh Arash Marquez Marcazi, Mar- uh tweeted Fugazi, up Fugazi. Hey, I tried my Fugazi. best. Um <laughs> tweeted out the cheapest current ticket for Sunday's NFC Championship game between the Rams and the 49ers at SoFi Stadium is over $600. One ticket broker just told me it's going to be a sea of red again. Rams fans are growing, but they aren't paying $600 for nosebleed tickets not happening. <laughs>
5: Doing here something crazy. I looked up our section. Yeah. If if we're the same situation, each one of our tickets is twelve hundred dollars. <gasps> just each to one go. Of, and just the three hundred level section, it's well $1,200. not for us
3: as season ticket holders, we get ticket price.
5: No, no, no. I just mean like if we want to that would to, be the resale value. That would be the yeah. resale value on these seats. Crazy. So, it's like we're gonna find out pretty quick how in, intense the Rams fans are because I have a strong feeling they are not getting yeah. the home game.
3: Yeah, those rant, those season ticket holders are selling those bad
2: those puppies in Washington. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then uh after Sunday night's game of the Bills and Chiefs, Albert Breer uh tweeted out, "If I'm any AFC team other than the Bengals or Chargers watching this, I'm seriously evaluating where I'm at at quarterback for the next decade." Which is true. I mean, yeah, yeah the Chargers and the Bengals were good in our quarterback situation just about everybody else. Not so much. Might might want to. Well, they might, might be a situation,
5: but they're not competitive. I don't,
3: I don't get it. I don't get the. I don't get that tweet. What about? Well, they're Mahomes they're looking at two Josh Allen.
5: yeah, and they're saying you're watching this game. You're right. watching this amazing quarterback oh, outside of the Chiefs.
3: Uh, that the Bills, was watching right. the Chiefs outside Bills of
5: Bills Burrow and Herbert. If you if right. you have a quarterback in the AFC, you should so be concerned. So those four
3: are, the, yeah. are in a, a different.
5: Those are the top level for
2: sure. Agree. So. Yeah, it's uh Hopefully
5: next that'd be cool next off season if the four of them were playing in playoff games. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Well,
2: if we can get things shipped up and fixed in the off season then
5: I'm very confident we're I think be in we the could absolutely year. see that. Yes. Very confident.
2: Um and if you want to see something cool go to chargechat.com. <laughs> <laughs> Check out some of the merch that we've Incredible. got over there. We've got sweet t-shirts and hoodies and stickers and all that good stuff. And uh, we've got our member... Se- oh, there you go. Kevin's supermanning it over there. Um, <laughs> we've also got the member section. We can chat it up with other Charger tears and ask questions like an Ask Bolt fam that we'll have later on this episode. Uh, but now it is time to go on to Bolt Insight, and it may or may not be a Charger, flay, a Charger player. It definitely is Braden Fahoko. <laughs> Let's may or go may to may the be <laughs> That's right. Fahokasode Part 2 coming in hot. Yeah.
5: As so as the clock starts, yo it's my
2: when I met Justin Herbert, man, that dude is big as hell. Yeah, the goal is to just keep it rolling. We'll come in high
5: because we have a lot of
3: things to be excited about. All
5: right, guys, we are back with another Bolt Insight, and we are super, super pumped to have the one and only Braden Fajoko. What is going on, Braden?
1: Man, nothing much, brother. I'm I'm happy to be here and you know, I'm I'm glad you know we could do part two. And it's always a pleasure coming on the show.
5: <laughs> we love it. You're a fan favorite, man. Everyone, uh, all you do on social media and Twitter and everything, everyone just loves you. So it's, everyone's been asking, like, get Brayden, get Brayden. I'm like, I I will. <laughs> I'm trying. He's working it's, it's right here. now. He's finally here. He's working. Now we can try to get him. So so how, how's it going, man? How's it, you know, how are you feeling after,
1: you know, such a long season? Dude, man, it's, um, it's positive and negative. Negative that, you know, we of didn't wish for the outcome we wanted um, after the Raiders game. We wish we could have been in the playoffs, but positive to where such a big step from year one to year two for myself and uh, was so glad to take the necessary process that was required in order for me to perform the way I did. And it was just so great that I had great coaches around me and, and great players and great teammates to lean on and, it really helped me get through, you know, my sophomore year with the Chargers. And I'm looking forward to what year three brings.
5: Yeah, it was exciting. It was fu- really fun to watch you play. And you really came on late, like that Texans mm-hmm. game, you were playing out of control. So it was fun, it was fun to watch you play. Um, you kind of talked a little bit about the coaches, you know, like, you know, it was Coach Staley's first year with the Chargers. And he definitely, you know, got us fired up watching all his social, you know, social media posts. Like, you know, we're, we're what did he say? Uh, he said, um, watch out, we're coming like you were coming like he he just said stuff that was like whoa coach yeah so like what was it like in the locker room with him what was it like having coach staley um in his first year as a head coach with the
1: chargers man you know the mentality i got the whole year was just like man we're not backing down from nobody um it kind of reminded me of my days at lsu where we just kind of had that mentality like we're coming you know what i'm saying like it didn't matter what happened years prior or you know what was the identity of this team leading up to this year but we just every game we took this year even in the games we lost we always felt like we were the better team and that's how you should feel in sports you should always respect your opponent but we had a, a confidence level because we were well prepared we knew we were going to be the smarter team we knew we worked harder and sometimes things just don't go your way in sports that's how they are that's how the dice roll but so awesome to learn from a great coach a great young coach Um, And Coach Staley and and the staff he's put together. I know that, like I said earlier, it didn't end the way we wanted it to. But I mean, you look at where we're projected to in year three and in year four in years to come. I'm excited about this team and, and how far we can take it in the years to come. That's awesome. And,
5: you know, it was an interesting year because, you know, it's it's odd being a Charger fan because sometimes the media will talk about, we want to hear our, the media talk about our team mm. all the time. We want to get excited. And it was like, it felt like they were all being so lazy this year and like mm. all they could say, great team, run defense, run defense. Mm. Like they just wouldn't stop talking about the defense. Like, did mm. you guys feel any of that from the outside in? Was there any any kind of added pressure or anything with, you know, the media or like what
1: people were saying about us? Yeah. You know, one, one thing that as players and as just in, in general, whatever level of sports you play, whether it's high school, college, or NFL, the media is going to do a job. They have a job to do. Um, they have to write stories. They have to create headlines and that's what they're paid to do. Just like we're paid to play a sport and we're play we're paid to do it at a high level. And just throughout the year, we, I mean, we had injuries, we had COVID. And so there was never a time where we were just a consistent defensive um, starting 11 or front seven, where we had the same consistency throughout the whole year of just the same players every game. You know, like I, uh, I, I don't know what the stat was, but I remember coach Staley talking to us before team meeting and it was like, we haven't played, like there was a certain amount of snaps the real starting 11 had played together and the front seven, there's a starting amount of saps they had played together. And so everybody was trying to fit moles this year, trying to kind of adjust on the fly because in two seasons with COVID and and the way the NFL has been, you have to learn how to adjust on the fly. You know, things can switch the day before the, game. I mean, my first two practice squad elevations were the day before the game. I found out I was playing against the Vegas, uh, the, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Baltimore Ravens. And Things like that, you just don't prepare for because, well, I'm not going to say you don't prepare. You prepare for it, but mentally, you don't think of it happening in that fast of a matter where, oh, geez, like I was on practice squad doing scouting the whole week. Boom, I'm playing tomorrow, you know? And that's kind of like the the ongoing mantra of of what's happening in the NFL and, and as it relates to run defense. We came from a 4 3 scheme last year where it was attack get up the field, um, try to go create havoc in the backfield. But there's pros and cons to each thing, right? And what that does in a 4-3 defense is allows your D-line to get more aggressive, but you leave your linebackers in a bind because, say, you have a D-lineman who he gets in the backfield, he doesn't make the play. Now you trade one for one with offensive linemen, And now that one offensive lineman that you let off because you penetrated is now blocking the linebacker. Whereas in a 3-4, you're kind of more protected up front. You know, you're not as aggressive. As a defensive line, you'd like to be aggressive. You'd like to make negative plays, which you still can. There's still opportunities. But you have to be more fundamentally sound in your technique. You know, now we're three guys covering five gaps, and you have to protect your linebackers. Five-man boxes. Sometimes he can get a little tricky, so you have to do more dirty work in a 3-4. And those things, having to adjust to that, just having to adjust to the identity of our new defense, I felt like after the bye week, we kind of honed into that. And we kind of knew, like, okay, this is how it's supposed to look. Now we kind of got the the whole gist of how to do it. And I think after the bye week, I mean, you look at the stats, um rewind from week one to week six, whenever our bye week was. And then after the bye week, you know, we were a top fifteen run defense after that. And so I think the the ceiling is is very high and I think we're moving in the right direction.
5: So what do, you, what do you think, you know, just as a fan on the outside, like, what do you think is we're always like, what's going to happen next year? What are we going to do? Everyone and their mom is like arguing, like, what, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Like in your mind, what is like the, the most simple fix to go from where, you know, we were as, as a whole to where we can be next year?
1: I think whenever you have, you know, a new system in play, new coaches, new players, everybody thinks like, let's go new bloods in town. Instant win. It, it doesn't happen like that. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, I rewind back to my days at LSU and Coach O first took over. We lost to Troy on homecoming night. That's right. You know, it wasn't all 15-0 and 0 pretty LSU national champion. We, our first year at the helm, we were, it was bad. You know, next year we went, played in the New Year's Six Bowl, and then year three we won a, a national championship. And I know it's it's been a while since, like, fans have, Oh, we, 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 we need, you know, more winning season. We, we had a winning season this year. It just, but it just wasn't good enough to go to the playoffs. That's what fans don't realize. Yeah. And in the NFL, games are, are won and lost by a possession or less. I think where we're at as a team, where we finished this year, is leading us to bigger and better things in the future. We would love to win a Super Bowl. That's always the goal in mind, right? But say you go. We went what, nine and eight this year, 13 and four next year, 14 and three the, the year prior, 15 and two. You're making steps, right? You don't want to go like this, come back down. Go sure. like, you kind of just want to go like this. That's how you have a good winning team is, is how you develop consistency. And I'm excited. That's part of the reason of, of growing pains is you have to find a foundation. You have to start from somewhere. You know, you can't just throw somebody into the fire and expect them to just come out spotless. You know, it doesn't work like that. And like I've reiterated, you know, to you and, and to many others, I'm, I'm excited to work with this team. I know Coach Staley is, and, and I know, you know, uh, Ronaldo Hill and, and Coach Giff with the D-line. They're excited to get their hands on us in year two because that project of year one, just trying to develop the foundation, develop the base, it's work, it's growing pains. It's not going to look perfect. Right. But what you do is you go through those growing pains, like breaking in a shoe. The first week you wear it, it's going to be painful. Like it's it's something you want. Right. The shoe looks good. But inside, it's like I got to keep wearing it. I got to keep breaking it. That's what a defense is. The defense looks nice. But within the defense, you have to fine tune it. You have to keep practicing. You have to keep breaking it in. And in year two, you only can expect us to do this. You know, I'll put a lot of money on that. I
5: love it. I love to hear that. And, you know, to jump on the other side of the ball, like as a fan, it was wild seeing this offense and Justin Herbert go forward on fourth down, mm. like all the time, like coach Staley and like, you know, just the balls to the wall mentality. Like what, what was it like for you as a player when you're on defense and you're saying, you know, you, you're getting ready to go back out on the field and coach is like, Nope, let's go stay out there. Let's go.
1: Like, what was that like for you? It shows how much trust he has in the defense. Like I said, you know, media has a certain job that they have to write about. You have to, you know, produce topics, produce headlines. When a coach like Coach Staley has our back and says, we're going to go for a fourth down in our own territory. Yeah. Everybody from the outside looking in is like, what is this guy doing? Right. Us on the field is like, man, let's go. We're here to win this game. We're not here to play consistency. We're not here to play for a tie. We're not here to play for second place. If you're not winning in sports, then you're, you're coming in second, and nobody remembers second place. Yeah. He looks at us on the sideline. He's like, hey, we don't get this. Go out there get a stop. And we didn't get it. I, we ran an inside zone play with Austin. Got cut short. I mean, it's football things happened. Came out there. They held the Raiders to a field goal on the 20. The Raiders are a good offense. When they get going, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, um, number seven, uh Foster Morrow, those guys, Josh Jacobs, when they get going, they're a good offense. They'll score. I mean, they, they did it against Cincinnati. We got out there, held them to a field goal. That's just how much trust he has in us, you know? So we can do it. We've shown we can do it. And our coach believes in us that we can do it. And we have the recipe and now it's just all about executing it.
5: No, absolutely. And that game, it was very interesting in terms of the fourth down and not just the, that one right there but at mm. the very end like mm-hmm. we didn't have any choices but seeing that offense and justin herbert drive down the field to go into overtime like i was losing my mind you were <laughs> on the field watching that you know right in front of you like what was that like
1: i'm witnessing greatness you know i when it was happening you you're just like and i'm dreaming right now you know <laughs> Justin is, is such a, a great player that it, it's tough that we, we, we lose the games we do um, because it just takes away from how great he is as a player. And he's the first guy that will be in the locker room after a win and after a loss. After a win, he never wants to take the credit. He's always dishing it out to his teammates. He's giving it to the receivers, giving it to the running back. Hey, the defense got to be turned today. After a loss, he's the last guy to that locker room. He's taking the blame. And, you know, every, uh, mostly after every loss this year, everybody's like gone out the locker room, right? Like change, see their families. Justin's just still sitting in his pads in front of his locker, just thinking about how he could have done better. and, And he takes it the hardest. And that's why when I see him on those drives, that fourth down play, and his energy and his passion, his drive to just go and, and, and win for this team. You understand the sacrifice he puts in week in, week out, the dedication to film, the dedication to practice and his craft. When he went on that fourth and 23 to Josh Palmer and then on that, that final play to Mike Williams and even on the two-point conversion to Eck. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, man, this, you, you got a you gotta war daddy with you. <laughs> no, you got a you got a guy that is going to be knock on wood. You know Jay Herb says You got a guy that's going to be here for a decade, and he's not going anywhere. Yeah, you know, and he's going to go to war every week. You know, there's never a week where Justin Herbert is just going to lay down and hey, we're going to run the ball thirty times, and <laughs> Justin Herbert is going to be non-factor. No, he is going to find a way to wheel and deal us in the game. Yeah, it's it's so
5: exciting as a Charger fan, and it's cool to hear your excitement for that because I'm sure that just the locker room rallies around that, and Mm -hmm. it's just exciting to see. And you know, now that the season's over, like I'm always curious, like what is it like for you as a player? Because you're, I'd imagine your life is scheduled to a T. You do this, you do this, you do this for months, and now you don't have that. Like, what is that immediately? Like, all right, off season. Like, what is that
1: like for you switching into that mode? And what are you doing? It's different. Right. So we go from like nine, 12 hour days, you know, sometimes we're there from six and then we don't leave the facility till six or seven o'clock at night. So 12 hour days. And now it's like, all right, wake up. All right. Let me go take the dog on a walk. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like it's like, geez, I got time to sit down. Like it just feels a little weird. Like the first week off last week when I'm back home, it's like, like, I feel like I should be doing something right now. Like I sat on the couch and I was just binge watching Netflix. And I was like, like, I don't know. This doesn't feel right. You know, Yeah. And then you kind of go through that phase of the first week of the offseason. And then you start to get your offseason schedule back in time, Okay. i wake up, you know, um, I'm not the type of guy that likes to, oh, I'm a 430 a.m. Grinder. Yeah. 5 a.m. I like to get my rest. You know, I like to get my full eight, 10 hours, especially in the off season when so you need sure. your body to recover the most. I like to go wake up, cook me some breakfast, and then I'll come and stretch out. I'll roll out, you know, get in my Norma text, my recovery stuff. And then, then I'll start to ease into my workout. I'll go outside. I just built the gym in my garage. And so I'll go outside, kind of get my legs loose, you know, do our activation stuff that, you know, Anthony LaMondo, our strength coach at, at the Chargers, he kind of has a program written for us get to my warm-up, upper body, lower body, do my explosive work, and then I hop in the sauna. I have a sauna as well. And then after that, it's kind of just smooth sailing for the rest of the day. I take a break from football, so I probably won't watch football, like film-wise, of like myself and and things to watch in the season. Probably won't start tapping into it until maybe March-ish, April-ish, right before we go back to OTAs and stuff, just because I want to just decompress all of that and just kind of flush it out of my system. You know, because once you get back into football and the groove of things, it's one after the other and it's continuous until the season's done. So right now, my focus is on my family. My dog, you know, just kind of just my body getting everything back to where it is and just, you know, having a good state of mind in the offseason.
5: Yeah, that's awesome, and we hope you recover and, and feel you know back to where you were before the season started. And yeah. w- wanted to jump over to another, uh, just something totally different. Like we follow we follow your pops on Instagram, <laughs> and like we were watch like all year all year long, basically during the season, he's just got videos of him just cr- like just working out, just getting Rucking bigger, waist. getting <laughs> bigger. And then we saw him at the hula bowl. He was Billy the Warrior, rocking out on the at the uh-huh. hula bowl. So oh, what D. was what was that like for? Does your pops do that?
1: Dude, that's his domain, man. Like, like me on first, first and second down against a run play. That's my domain. That's his domain. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) yeah. Him being Vila the warrior is like gives him a new like amount of energy that you can't just like. It's not earthly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this it just brings so much joy. He when he did it for the University of Hawaii under June Jones and 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 Coach Greg mcmack and Norm Chow those years it was so awesome to see because that's how I grew up with my dad. I grew up seeing him as really the warrior. I grew up seeing him as a professional entertainer in the, in the uh, tourism business in Hawaii, working at the Polynesian culture center, the, the university of Hawaii warrior. And then he was always doing Polynesian shows, luau's around the Island to see him. Uh, my dad's going to kill me. I think my dad's 55. Um, to see him doing that at that age, being able to move around, being able to lift, being able to just have a joy, jump, run around. It's so awesome to see because you sometimes we take for granted, like our parents, you know, and, and they they're not getting any younger. And especially with my dad and my mom, you know, being away from me from college in the NFL, I don't get to see him as much as I'd love to. Um, whenever I get to see them happy with a smile on their face, doing what they do best, that lets me know like, man, like life is is going good for me. It, it's not about how much money I have in my bank account or it's not about how big my house is or, or what kind of shoes I'm wearing. It's about if my family's smiling at the end of the day, you know, I get to come home. I get to talk to them. I get to talk to my brothers. I can see my dog. Things like that just makes me happy. That's what keeps me going and keeps me motivated is like, all right, you know, I got to see that at the hula rocking out. And the best part about it is he got to see some players that I played with. Oh, cool. Jamal Pettigrew, tight end at McNeese State, played with him at LSU. Liam Shanahan was at LSU Center, uh, transferred from Harvard. Uh, Mackenzie Milton, a uh, Hawaii boy quarterback, played at UCF, transferred from Florida State. So, you know, my parents getting to see those guys, those guys are, you know, they know my parents and stuff and, and they're excited. It was, it was really cool.
5: That's awesome! Yeah, we we love following him, dude. He's he's so he's so much
1: fun on Instagram. He's I, it. I,
5: I, he's, a, he's a notification whenever he posts something. I'm like, all right, I, what's Billy doing today? Let's go. Um, he handles the, he handles the
1: Instagram. I handle the Twitter part of our family.
5: I love it. I love it. Yeah. You keep, well, this is a perfect segue. I saw it this morning. Um, you tweeted, um, I'm headed to Costco today. My boo the cash register employee just to see what it feels like to criticize someone while they're at work. But last question for you. What's the craziest thing someone's ever said to you as a player? College, pros, what's the craziest thing someone said to you?
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're playing Philly this year. And, I mean, the Eagles fans are just rowdy, right? And I wasn't dressed for that game. I was still in the practice squad. And I was on the sideline and, um, one guy was like, uh, Hey Falco." He's like, Hey, Mr. Haka. And I looked back <laughs> and, um, you know, this is like pregame and stuff. And he's like, you're a bum. Like, I oh, like, oh, appreciate it. I'm like, I'll oh, appreciate it, man. And he's like, you're a bum. Da-da-da-da-da. And then like, we're walking off the field. He's like, like you're not like, he's just mouthing off, mouthing out, mouthing off. And like, we're walking off, going back into the locker room right before, you know, we go in after stretch that come back out. The game's going on and he's still mouthing. He's just like mouthing off words, mouthing off this and this. And then I'm standing next to Ty Long and like the great thing about specialists and, and Ty Long and, and, and like other specialist players is specialists love to talk trash. Like, yeah. And so the whole game, Ty is in the corner, like by the punting net. And he's just like mouthing right back to this dude and um the guy's like i know how much money you make like you're a bum and i was like oh wow like i, I didn't know like a six-digit salary makes you a bum so. <laughs> <laughs> and his wife was like standing right there his wife was girlfriend and she was like ashamed she was like, I'm so like sorry. oh god and um, uh, <laughs> so dustin hopkins kicks the game-winning field goal and like it was going towards that end and he was standing right there and like it's on our side of the field <laughs> as soon as he like we kicked the field goal J.J. turns around, and J.J. goes, he starts waving, and we all just start waving at him, and he's, like, sticking fingers at us, and Ty runs off to the field, and Ty's like, hey, see you, buddy, it's, like, karma is fine, it's, like, the whole game, he was just, like, totally derogatory towards me, and then as soon as D-Hop kicked that field goal, like, it was so funny, J.J. waved him off, Jerry waved him off, and like Ty ran off the field to like say goodbye to him and stuff. And I was like, "Enjoy the ride home, man!" Like, <laughs> <Yeah. GGs. laughs> well, that's so
5: crazy. Like, it's and then you see like playoff games. You see like the there was a re- reaction video to a Cowboy fan punching his TV, knocking it over, and shooting it with a gun. Like, yeah. whoa! God, I thought I was an it, intense fan. Calm down.
1: And it, it's it's not that it, it's not that serious. Like, yeah. And I really think after losses. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. Players, we we take it really hard. Like we take it personal, you know, but after you lose a game, there's nothing you can do until you play the next Sunday that the only way you can fix something. And like, it just kills us in a funny way that fans take it so hard, you know, Mm. and personal to the fact that like fans will start bringing up family and fans start bringing up like certain other things. And it's like, Yo, like relax. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like I understand, like you put your heart and soul into the team. We didn't get a win. That's sports. You're going to have a winner. You're going to have a loser when we win, you know, you got to think that the other side is feeling the same way. You know, there's two sides. There's never two winners. And um, that's the great thing about sports though, the competition and the, the pride aspect about it. You know, like I said, it can be very sorrowful to the inside, but When you win, you win. You know, it's the greatest feeling in the world. And when you lose, it's like, oh, man, but there's a way to do it. You know, there's a way of respect and and respecting your team. and, And it goes both ways. I think fans need to respect players more and players need to respect fans from a perspective of, all right, we can do it. Let's bounce back. Let's go get a win back in the win column instead of trash talking each other. And it's a way to do it. But that's sports, though, you know
5: yeah well we respect you we appreciate everything you've done for us this year it was amazing watching you guys play i wish it would have gone further but we're already on the next year we're ready to go with you guys mm-hmm. so damn. um we really appreciate you Braden, and really appreciate your time always thank you bro thank you for having me always a blast coming on absolutely damn, i'm gonna hit you up for, for episode trace <laughs> damn so it's, it's, it's I soon. Love that, man.
3: let's do it brother
1: yeah. appreciate <laughs> it, man. thanks man
3: well, I, I mean like, it's just like an all-time interview like it's just great insight to the, the information that he's able to provide and the clearness of how he communicates, right? He's going to, he's going to be an outstanding coach one day when yeah. he's done playing the way that he can communicate things is what you look for in a coach. Even when he gave his little rundown about going from a four three to a three, four, right? I figured that just would like the really little stuff. It's like he can communicate so clearly that it, anyone can understand what he's saying.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I thought I thought I did a fantastic job, but then I'm realizing watching <laughs> it back that really I didn't do much. <laughs> he's just extremely well well yeah. spoken and knows his shit, and I love having him on and hope to do it again soon.
2: Well, you you did some serious, you know, you set it up and he knocks it down, so that's that's yeah. the sign of a good interview, I think. So yeah, you did he's just fine. Man.
5: And Billy, Billy, just I love that Billy, man, awesome. He's I love. The best go follow him on instagram if you're. Go on give instagram.
2: both of those guys some
3: love. Braden, yeah, for absolutely. coming on our epi- on our on our little st- Dig and Dunk show twice now. <laughs> 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 it's awesome, hey. Eh? It's so cool. So go give go give Brayden some love for sure on Twitter. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. It's uh it's great having him on and and Billy is amazing. I, I I love the fact that there are fathers of some of these players that are on Twitter like uh like Reggie Slater and Billy the Warrior. Mm-hmm. Um are there other, like, parents? I know uh, Austin Eckler's mom's on there. Suzanne, is there other? Uh, there's got to be other, like, they're Twitter probably, parents out mi- there.
5: I haven't really seen much besides that. I did see it. Reggie posted a picture of him standing with Justin's dad. I did see oh, right. a picture yeah, yeah, that, yeah. games, which was yeah. awesome. I haven't really seen too much more on Twitter.
2: But. Well, if there's other family members of, of Charger players out there that we aren't aware of, let us know but, down in the comments. I want to... I
5: We'll interview him for uh, sure. Oh
2: yeah, Kevin will reach out to him. Too sweet. Um. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> so thank you again, Braden, for coming on. Thanks, man. and just so an awesome interview, dude. Thank yeah. you for all of that. That is just such a treat for us to have on this show. Enjoy your um, off season, and absolutely enjoy your off season. Walk that dog. All right, the yeah, dog's not going to walk time itself. With the dog.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Well, now let's go on to the next segment. It is fan focus. Let's see what fan we've got to bring into focus this week.
5: All right, guys, we're back with another Fan Focus, and we're super pumped to have Mariah from San Diego. What is going on?
6: Hey, Kevin. Thanks for having me.
5: Oh, our pleasure. We're super excited to chat with you and uh, get to know a little bit more about you. So kick us kick us off. How'd you get, how'd you become a Charger fan?
6: Yeah, well, my my dad grew up in San Diego since uh, 1940, so I was basically born a Charger fan, and I grew up rooting for them. Um, I didn't really take the time to actually learn about football until college, though. Uh, And I met my now husband, who's also from San Diego. So it was really just inevitable that I was going to be a Charger fan for life. (laughs) Yeah, I had had a ton of fun rooting for them in college and watching games. And, you know, I remember coming down to San Diego and watching that awful Jets uh, 2009 game at a bar in Pacific Beach.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I was at that game. It was heartbreaking.
6: Oh no. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Glad, glad I was just at a bar and not not
4: there. (laughs) Yeah, Right. Right.
6: And then after that, I actually moved up to Oakland, um, enemy territory. I know. Um, so, you know, then just watching, watching the games was really just a tie back to home, tie to San Diego, um, tie to my dad. Uh, we would have a ton of fun going and watching games. Uh, there's this awesome charger bar in San Francisco. It's called Danny coils, um, RIP, but, uh, they would play like the San Diego Super Charger song after every touchdown and just like build these towers of tacate um, so awesome. super fun, I know. <laughs> yes. uh, then we'd come back, come back home, and uh, watch games at at Qualcomm, and go with our our best friends, and tailgate, and like bring our whole families there, and everything, and just had just had a blast. It was so much fun.
5: That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's crazy because when I moved out, I moved I live in Missouri now, but when I moved out here, I became a bigger fan because I was like right. surrounded by the opposing team. Like, yeah, you were surrounded by Raiders. That must have been interesting. <laughs>
6: yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was it was fun because we obviously had a lot of greater friends. So going to the games and and or going over to their house or they are coming to our house and just like watching the games was fun a lot of good shit talking, you know.
5: Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So did you um you, I, we ran into each other briefly at a Sofi game, didn't we? You
6: did. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. Vikings game. I'm pretty sure I yelled your name at you. <laughs> yeah, like I was, I was like, "Hey, hey it. <laughs> how's it going?" Um yeah.
5: so what what was your experience like, you know, going to going to ch- uh, Charger games at Sofi?
6: Yeah, that was my, that was the first one I've been to. Uh, It was, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, Thunder Alley was just incredible. It was so much fun. I'm already so pumped to go back to another one. I mean, I definitely did a lot of tailgating at, at Qualcomm, but I do feel like Thunder Alley is is something special. It's it's just it'd be like so much energy and just a ton of fun.
5: It's funny. You know, it's really funny because I, I watched a video the other day where it was the Rams have their version of what we do. And dude, was it lame? It yeah. was oh, so lame. Did you see that video? I was yeah. like, ah, maybe not. No, not quite. You try <laughs> You try your best. We'll give you a participation trophy yeah. on that one.
6: Right. Right. It looks kind of like the, the reject version, like the knockoff version of Thunder Alley. Yeah. A
5: hundred percent. So um, yeah, create, you know, where the season's over and it sucks feels very premature, but like what were some of the things you took away from the season that really got you extra excited about being a charger fan?
6: Yeah, man. I mean, so, you know, when they first moved, uh, I, it definitely sucked. I missed them being in San Diego, had a ton of people, around me who kind of stepped away from being fans. Um, so I, I didn't stop being a fan, but I did pull back a little bit, just not having that all around. Sure. Um, But like being now I live in San Diego, actually, I live like five minutes away from Qualcomm RIP. Yeah. Um, I kind of decided like, screw this. Like, I love being a fan. I love this team. It's my team. It's not just about the city. Um, Justin Herbert, man, Justin Herbert is so exciting to watch. This yeah. year was just, incredible. I'm, I'm so pumped for, for next year. I think, um, I mean, just, Justin Herbert is just an elite quarterback and I can't wait to see what they do once we have a better run defense around us, hopefully, (laughs) um, better right tackle. I mean, I think, I think there's a lot of improvements to be made, but I just feel so like I feel so optimistic and so positive about what's in the future. So I, I think that's just was the most exciting thing is, is kind of seeing the potential that we have right now.
5: For sure. when it's like, especially from year one to year two, you're seeing improvement. So it's like, yeah, he got two more wins and he's going to get how many more next year? How many years after that? So it's like this, yeah. this increment, we feel like we're at the beginning of this really awesome thing that's about to bloom. You know what I mean? It's got exactly. that energy. Yeah.
6: yeah. Yeah. It was, it was easy to get really excited about the chargers again, after kind of taking a step back, just like watching. Yeah, exactly. There's just so much potential just boiling, waiting, waiting to, to bubble over, you know?
5: No, for sure. And, and, you know, you being in San Diego, you know, cause a lot of people listen to this are down there. Where yeah. do you, where do you go to watch games? Do you ever go, do yeah. you guys have any sports bars or anything you guys go to?
6: Yeah. So actually this year I did go and watch games uh, with the diehard Bowl club, San Diego, a couple of nice. times. Um, they were kind of uh, set up at, at dirty birds in, in ocean beach. Um, and that's so much fun. Um, if you can't go to a game at SoFi, just going and being surrounded by charger fans is is a blast and there's there's still a lot of us here in san diego you know i see like cars with the with the bolt on it and i see people walking around in jerseys and it's exciting to kind of see see fans kind of start to come out of the woodwork again
5: yeah it's exciting and we're it's only up from here in my opinion i think it's just such a exciting time to be a charger fan and uh Let's just hope that Kansas City doesn't win another Super Bowl because that's all yeah. I really care about the next couple weeks. So let's just hope that everything kind of calms down for us.
6: Same, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of, yeah, lose, lose, lose a little bit in the yeah. in the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm rooting for the
5: 49ers. So. But honestly, I was thinking about that too. I was like, I, it'd be easier for me to go 49ers- I don't know if I can go Bengals because I'm worried yeah. about Burrow getting it before Justin. Like, I'm tired. I don't want to hear people talk shit on because it's like, yeah. it's just narrative fuel that they're just going to light. Just, I don't know. Exactly. I'm not, not ready. I feel like that, that's
6: so. that's the Rams and the Bengals. It's like, I don't want Burrow before Herbert and I don't want Rams before the Chargers. So yeah. go Niners in my book.
5: I'm with you. I'm with you. Same page. So um, thank you so much for coming on. It was so great meeting you. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'll get to yell at you at a SoFi game <laughs> next time we're there.
6: Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely.
2: Okay. Well, hey, Mariah, thank you for coming on and chatting with Kev. That is just awesome. I love hearing all the different stories and everything that the, the different fans bring to the table, how they got into it, you know, how they handled the move. And Justin, bring, I mean, Justin seems to be really just that magnet that's pulling people Catalyst. back in. Yeah, 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 getting everybody back into it. So... Um, and good to know about the uh the dirty birds with the Die Hard bolt club. Like that sounds like a really fun time as oh, far as
5: definitely gonna do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'll go check it out next year. There you go. Show. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Mariah, for coming on. Thanks, really Mariah. appreciate you coming in and, and chatting with Kev. And now it's time to go on to the next segment. It is Ask Bolt Fam. Here we go. <laughs> time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Hi, guys. Don't jam a thumb up his bottle, Oh, that's what you do. i wet my sense in excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your
4: thoughts are, like, totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. I okay, love you, boy.
2: All right, gang. Well, let's start this Ask Bolt fam off. Uh, this guy asked a question last week, and he just barely missed it, but it's still relevant. It's still a relevant question this week, so I want to squeeze it in. It's Gasman from the <laughs> ChargerChat.com site. He asked a question on there, and... I think it still stands. Let's go for it.
4: Call me vindictive, but seeing Derek Carr's stupid face as his first postseason
2: game comes to an end with an interception Mmm, so sweet. All those Raider Nation dickholes can go cry into the river of misery that their playoff hopes just sailed off on. I don't want to hear shit about refs deciding outcome of games. Anyway, suppose I should actually ask a question here. With all this talk of cap space and free agency acquisition,
4: my question is this. How much does team cohesion have into play? I'm afraid of letting go of a guy that... That really holds the team together or even worse, bringing in a toxic douche that tears it apart. Damn.
2: That was a lot. I'm going to stop now. Okay. Love you. Bye. All right. Well, great question. I, I think Kyle probably has more insight to something about this than any of us. What do you think, Kyle?
3: Yeah, I, this is an awesome question. I love this because it's not like in a specific, who do you bring in? Right. Because just what, looking at the field, you don't get the whole picture of who a person is. And it for from what we've seen from Tommy T, this is huge with how he decides who to bring in and put on a team. It's mm-hmm. all about locker room. I mean, most of the guys that we draft were captains at Notre Dame pretty much. So, yeah. like he he's a very much a big character guy. We don't we don't you don't hear about our team in the headlines. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not the Raiders. I guess yeah. is my point. It's right. like yeah, we lose some football games here and there, but it's not going to be because a guy went and did something stupid on the weekend after the game. And Right. Um, or you don't hear about drama in the locker room, like especially with what we heard from Fahoko early in this episode. Those guys seem like they love each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if guys move on, I think that you still bring guys in with the same character, with, just if they have a little bit of a different um, ability to fit the scheme mm-hmm. better. I think that's what it comes down to. Right.
5: And I think it's interesting, like what you know. I, I was ta- when we talked to Hannick Mill- Milligan when we did an interview with him, we were talking a little bit after the interview, and he was talking about specifically like the Las Vegas thing and like the, the fact that some teams where you are is really important. And he, he said, like, having a team in Las Vegas and the players have access to all this stuff, unless you have good character people. You're gonna see this problem continually happen. Yeah. Mm. So I think it's like it's 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 really about the character. It's really about, you know, are these people gonna take it as seriously as they can, or they make it to the NFL, they're getting their money, they're just playing the game and they're just gonna make mistakes. So so far, so good. You know, Telesco's drafting guys that definitely are are character guys. You know, Mm -hmm. we haven't seen anything off the field that is concerning.
2: Right. In your experience, Kyle, have you ever had a player that you've had to coach that has just been an utter turd, like just a crappy, like God, Trap I hate Sandwich. this kid. Like, yeah. why, yeah. why is he even here?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah quite a few. Like, really? There's, wow. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not gonna not gonna name names. No, for sure. But yeah. There's um. There's definitely some. There's guys on the team that, and I coach high school kids. Right. You know, it's like
2: bunch
5: of
3: so animals. there
2: are a bunch yeah, of I don't, I don't. Yeah. And I, I, I don't an get to recruit.
3: I don't get to recruit like right. the guy. The kids just show up. If they right. go to your school and they want to play football, they show up. So it's probably more more relevant to high school teams than to college or or NFL teams because they get to pick who they have on their team, right? Um, but yeah, it it's, it is a really big deal. Like it it can absolutely be a poison to your team if your best athlete is just kind of a douche that doesn't care about anybody else and only cares about his stats and. That, that's all that he's really playing for is to try to get a scholarship somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a poison for a team, for sure, especially
2: in those game-winning, late-in-the-game type of moments. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you go, Gas Man. We got you in a week late, but I, I still I love that question. I think it was a very good question, so thank good you name. for asking it. Let's move it on now to Blonded Surfer, who asked the question. Both teams got one drive. Team A scores a TD. Cool. Team B gets a chance to tie. They tie. Perfect. Now the team that scores next wins. No question here. Literally just adopt college football's overtime rules. Plus, it'll make the NFL money extending elite football plays like we saw tonight. Thoughts?
3: I don't know. I don't, I've never talked. I've not talked to one person. That doesn't agree with this. Right. I, I've not talked to one person that's like, yeah, the overtime rules are great. In right. The NFL. I mean, you might it's ask
2: like, a Chiefs fan and they might be like, yeah, no, it's been working fine for us. What I mean, yeah. what's the problem? You
5: know what's <laughs> crazy on that? Last <laughs> year during the meeting, they brought this topic up. The only team that mentioned they wanted to address and Keep change it? the rules to this were oh. the Chiefs.
2: Oh, I saw oh, wow. that. Yeah. The
5: Chiefs were the only, and they tabled it and they didn't talk about it again. They were right. the only team. And the following year, the team that wanted it changed is the team that is. Totally
3: benefiting, benefiting, benefiting so from
2: much, not yeah.
5: changing,
3: right? Yeah, I I don't understand how if you kick a field goal, then the other team gets a chance, but if you score a touchdown, it's game over. That right, the logic's
2: not there. Right. I don't get it. And I think that's really just the big thing. It's just like the scoring the touchdown ends it. Like there's the other team just should still have a chance to go out there and try to win it. Score a touchdown, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but hey, we're with you, Blonded Surfer. We I think and think. <laughs> 99% of the world is probably with you on that. Yeah, I don't know. One. I have never talked to someone that doesn't think that they should go to the college rules. I think out of all the games that we saw this weekend, like all of them were extremely exciting. Yeah. But for that game to end like that, it was just it's kind just of a, a fart. Oh, it was just like, a, uh, yeah. pff, all
4: right. Yeah. Well,
5: was, right. Yeah. You walk out of the and theater yes. not really wanting to recommend that to your friends. Yeah. But yeah you had and with a great the, time.
3: Right. Yeah. With the NFL being like, it's such an offensive focused, all the penalties that can go against the defense. <laughs> You're, they're like, they're trying to get teams to score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So then to have an overtime that says, if you do what we ask you to do games over, it's like, or like do what we've made so easy to do nowadays. It's like, <laughs> that's game over. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Then take away I, pass interference. interferences. Do do what if
5: overtime, they got rid of all penalties yeah. and it's oh jailhouse God. rules.
3: No, <laughs> just take away <laughs> pass interference and like defense. I holding. That's a fun
5: idea. All right. They start bringing out like chains. <laughs> 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 overtime <laughs> bitches.
2: I oh, There we go. All right. Blonded server. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Bobby Caldrone. asked the question. Chicago Bay. The NFL overtime rules are so dumb. And I think we all know a few ways to make them more sensible. However, I want to know your guys proposals for how to make the overtime rules even worse. What would you add to make it even more infuriating? Mm, I love this. Worse? I think this is fun. Yeah. How <laughs> could you <laughs> screw it up even more?
3: Even worse. <laughs> Obviously, you make it if a field goal ends it, like it used to be. Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. If, if a field was, goal would end it. That yeah. would make it. Whoever really, goes really the really furthest,
2: <laughs> if you don't score a field goal, whoever gets the most yardage wins.
5: Yeah. We could do or rock, getting- paper, instead of a coin toss, rock, paper, scissors.
2: No,
3: that would be way more fun.
5: <laughs> I guess you're right. Dude,
3: rock, paper, scissors is so exciting. And they actually get a say in what's happening. That's best true. of three, too. Yeah, oh, best be of good. three, rock,
5: paper, scissors. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Oh, just can you be- imagine
3: the characters they would send out? You'd get like a <laughs> long snapper versus a punter. And rock, paper, scissors, that'd be good. Well, it's like all season
5: long, they're playing ping pong and they're they're competing. All season long rock, paper, scissors to get ready yeah. for those OT games.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if there's a segment in the in your practice schedule once a week where everyone plays rock, paper, scissors? Whoever wins that tournament gets to be the guy in case of overtime.
5: What <laughs> happens? Fun. What happens if it's a practice squad player that is the best rock scissor player? Gotta, gotta, activate gotta activate that activate ass. <laughs> Yep.
3: Fifty-third <laughs> man right there.
5: <laughs> Shit I think. No, Dude knows how to play rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs>
3: Well, sorry
2: Gabe you're back to the practice club. <laughs> yeah, he's
5: really good yeah.
2: well I think we're thinking of all the ways we can make it better we uh, I can't help it yeah. make this that's funny worse. honestly
3: it's hard to make it much worse except for making it like <laughs> yes. it
2: it really making is. it
3: a field goal ends it is a way to make it the only way to make it worse
2: yeah 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 every other way would just be at more least fun, more entertaining I'm trying it. to think
5: yeah. of ways to make it more fun I have some ideas
2: you can only use one hand it turns
3: powder puff and the uh, cheerleaders yeah. get to play <laughs> get flag football. The Fo- yeah. uh,
5: quarterback doesn't uh, get to wear a helmet. Um, yeah, you have
3: to. You can, uh, You have to like bench five of your starters, and they can't play in overtime. Yeah, yeah. Each play, you lose one guy.
5: Yeah, yeah. What if it's like? Uh, what if it's like hockey, where you take off like three players? Oh Ooh, yeah, so penalty on, box, penalty kill.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: Totally. These are all
2: quarterback are all has better. to throw with the opposite hand. Like, yeah. They make it harder, but it would be way more entertaining to yeah, watch. Yeah, QB so. throws lefty. You have oh, to go lefty.
5: <laughs> you have <laughs> to go lefty. Just a lot of every, just,
3: everyone hops, everyone can only play on one leg. Yeah. There's so many ways that There's you could There's so can make many this ways better. that you could see no, no, right. no helmets. No helmets. Over time, no helmets. Sure. No helmets. No pads. No pads. At all. No yeah. cleats.
5: Oh no cleats. <laughs> <laughs> Change. <laughs> See how fast you are now, Tyreek Hill.
2: Change the football no to a cleats. bowling ball.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. There's a lot of ways that you can make this worse. It, was, yeah. it would make or it better. worse,
2: but it would be a little bit more entertaining. So Let's throw a whole
5: bunch of marbles yeah. on the field. Oh yeah. Oh, there roll. you
2: go. Yeah, change the play field. on ice, yeah, ball. Ice. Oh, there you go. I'm
5: <laughs> so oh, just I play, play it, a totally play. different sport. <laughs> <laughs> overtime is <laughs> that's how you make it worse. You bring Same out the basketball hoop. Playing right? cricket or
2: something. Yeah. Oh yeah. god. Yeah. You change <laughs> <laughs> sports altogether.
5: <laughs> you go cricket for overtime rules. <laughs> you have Limbaugh Joseph
3: up there with a the cricket <laughs> <round>.
5: That'd be <laughs> good. <laughs> you bring out the horses and play polo, that'd be fun.
3: Yeah. Or, yeah There's a lot it. of ways to so- make this different. All right.
2: Sky's <laughs> the well, they- limit. There you go, Bobby. I don't know if we answered it quite right, but <laughs> you got what you got. We did it. Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> <did> it. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you for question. asking. Um, all right. Well, now let's move it on to Sassy Sports Guy. No salty longer Salty. He is now Sassy. <laughs> he is now officially Uh-oh. Sassy. Uh-oh. Sassy. Who asked the better? question. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's character. I love it. If you could have any current Charger player prepare a meal for you, who would you choose and why? Also, which player would you definitely want? Not want preparing a meal for you, and why? By the way, Herbie's victory brisket doesn't count because that's way too obvious of an answer. Me, yeah.
5: Gabe Neighbors. He probably cooks with. He's probably Justin. learned a little yeah, bit. From Justin. Yeah. Hey, I'll take the I'll take the sloppy leftover seconds and <laughs> Gabe Neighbors' meat <laughs> smokery. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, that was way worse than was I intended now Kevin's that. Gonna,
4: <laughs>
2: Kevin's going to smoke Gabe <laughs> Saver's meat sloppily, apparently. Oh, uh, wow, that was not what
5: I intended oh. Got lost in
2: your words there, Kevin.
5: Wow, real
2: wordsmith. That was amazing. Um, all right, yeah. Forgive I, I, me. I, I can't wow. think of anybody else that I would really want me to make. Linval
5: Joseph probably knows how to cook. He
2: probably some, knows his way around He's probably
1: got some
5: good comfort food.
2: Sure, not
1: sure. That sure. would be good.
2: Who not
5: to make you food? Whoever's a vegetarian on the team.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Isn't I think Matt Overton's on like a, a what is it the intermittent fasting right now? He's probably eating that doesn't really, really count. It's not a meal. I understand, but I think he's probably trying to like eat healthy. <laughs> you like and go over to his, his
5: house?
4: He's like, <laughs> I'm sure his fasting. intermittent
2: fasting isn't like two pizzas in a day or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. um, yeah. Well, there you go, sassy sports guy. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move on now to sufficient tomato 60
5: Certified fresh.
2: I yeah, okay. Who asked the sure. question? <laughs> hey, the Rams game was rigged once. It was a blowout. Then all of a sudden, cup fumbles, bad snap, Baker's fumbles, etc. Or are the Rams trying their best to do a Chargers impression? Hey!
4: <laughs> It yeah. certainly
2: looked kind of weird because they they went into yeah. the half. I brought the game up at halftime and I was like, "Holy shit, thirty to three! My God, they're getting spanking the Bucks." And then as you saw Brady creeping back up, it was like, "Whoa, what's happening here, Rams?" Yeah, maybe
3: and- the NFL made a call, you know, like, hey, "Guys, you can't do Tom Brady like <laughs> hey, hey, this." Hey, hey,
2: you know, like, ease
3: up. This, yeah, this, up. Is, <laughs> this isn't good. This isn't a good look for the goat. Let him back in this <laughs> good thing. Look for the goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they ended up ending it. So I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, wins a win. Yeah, it, it's like. What do you mean Chargers impression? We didn't make the playoffs. We don't like. We're not in the championship. These guys are winning. So, yeah, power to them. Yeah, there you go. It was
5: kind of cool. And while we're here, like the Eric Weddle playing was right crazy. Yeah. Like that
3: flew over my head. I didn't even know. My dad told me on Sunday. Like I was watching. It was fun to watch Eric Weddle. I was like Eric who? Eric Weddle, he's been retired for like twelve years. What are you right. talking about, Eric Weddle? Was <laughs> he calling the game? What are you talking about?
5: <laughs> Sideline reporter, right?
3: Yeah. Now, I remember seeing head. the
2: headline, and I was like, I wonder if he's actually out there. And sure enough, he was. the The big bearded son of a bitch was out there. So it was good to see him out there. Um, good for you for staying in shape, Eric. Right? Yeah. Keep he, well, man, he stayed by the phone waiting for somebody to call, and sure enough, somebody did. To come play the last couple games in a postseason with the team. Like, what hey, a sweet gig. Phil,
3: stay in shape, Phil. That's Your right. opportunity's
2: coming. That's right.
3: Give him a chance.
2: All right. Sufficient Tomato 60, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Daniel Wallen, who asked the question. Okay, 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 bro, chachos. I'm officially a Bengals fan. Who's you guys got from the NFC? I'm torn because the Rams are our LA rival, but I'm still butthurt over about the 49ers kicking the shit out of our bolts in our only Super Bowl appearance. 49 to 26. F-
4: the Chiefs, though. K later on, dude yeah. I think, I
2: think
4: we've... Yeah. I gotta go. I, got, I gotta go.
5: I, got, I, got, I can't do the Rams.
2: I yeah, I can't do the Rams. It's... If it's not the Chargers, who cares? I mean, yeah. It, ultimately, it's who gives a shit. But
5: <laughs> I think it's <laughs> <laughs> what it boils down to.
2: <laughs> but yeah. if you, if we had to pick, I, I I'd say the 49ers. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think we're they far beat enough the crap removed. out of
3: us so long ago, and they were that good. You know, like what are you gonna do? It's not like they beat us in overtime on a bad referee call. Like right, yeah. they just beat the living crap out of us because they were one of the best teams ever. So right. The other three long
5: as, options aren't as good. long as Rice isn't playing. I'm, I think we'll be okay. I'm okay not rooting, for yeah,
2: me. or Steve mm-hmm. Young. There you go.
5: I'm not really rooting for, in actually, I take that back. I'm not rooting for anyone. I just want to
3: watch, watch some good football. I'm let's actively
5: watching with somewhat of a teeter totter.
3: Yeah, like, that's it. Really,
2: we're just looking, watching, we're looking for the Pro Bowl. Active
3: right. teeter totter. Yeah, Pro
2: Bowl. We've got that marked on let's our let's calendar. Talk sure. let's, let's talk about Pro Bowl. Let's talk about Pro Bowl. That's right. So, all right, there you go, Daniel Lawalm. Well, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Senora Snappy to ask uh-huh. the question.
4: Of cannolis, boys. Aaron, Unf***able man, Bun Rogers, and Tom Easy Bleeder Brady are both out of the Super Bowl contention. I don't know how I feel about this new world, boys. Man, I miss the good old days of Herbert slinging salamis to the rest of the crew. <laughs> Sounds like the announcers do too, since they keep bringing up the Chargers. So, boys, who are we hoping to bring us down at the house for the final countdown of a so Because if the Rams win, we ain't never gonna hear the end of
2: our house. Okay, okay, love you. Bye.
5: That was a good
2: one. I apologize to every Italian Italian everywhere. That's all I know of Italy is Mario. I apologize. So there you go. the ball.
4: He's got the spice. Yahoo! (laughs) Turtle.
2: Um, Um, Yeah, it is wild to see now a postseason of no Rodgers and no Brady after. Oh, so nice. It's like been 22 years, I think. I'm sorry, Josie,
3: but I don't like Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. He's just an. Absolute
5: a hole. I think there's a part of me that just talking with her. She's kind of annoyed with him. So that good. So
2: there's been a lot of drama with him. It's hard to root for that guy. He's
3: just such like a just doesn't seem like he cares. Like little. He's just really good, so he does it. But he just doesn't care. He'd rather be in Hawaii with his girlfriend. Yeah, you know, like like what it feels like. So screw that guy. Tom Brady, you've been there enough. Go retire and enjoy your billions of dollars. Um. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's go, Niners! Come on. Yeah. I guess that's what we're doing here. That's right. right. That's, I guess Niners.
2: that's what we're doing. We're doing this now. <laughs> you,
3: you've forced this on <laughs> me, 49ers.
5: It is kind. Of, there's an element of like seeing Stafford with who has never really been to the playoffs before get there. Something mm. interesting about that. But
3: yeah, his, he he has a very Philip Rivers esque vibe. Right. It's it's yeah. a
5: similar kind of vibe. So mm-hmm. yeah. kind of hope for that guy. Like he finally gets on a new team and. Gets there he just spends a Jillion took. dollars on their right. roster and that, they're good. That's all it took was just yep. getting yeah. on a new team his first year and he's good. Um,
2: yeah. So something to take note of for sure. Yeah. But uh, we got Senors... a bunch of money and spend yeah. a lot of money, yeah. Senior Snappy, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Gruder McBolt. All right. Who asked the question? Hey, it's Corey Haim here. What an epic game between the Bills and the Chiefs. Those were some epic drives. None we're better than Herbert's drive against the Raiders, though. I should know about drives. I started a movie called License to Drive. <laughs> As we drive into the off-season and into the history books, what car did you guys learn to drive in? And did you ever go to a drive-in? <laughs> love the love you guys to the Max Dudes. Bolt up. K Love You Bye.
5: K Love You Bye.
2: All right. Screw. <laughs> um. All right, so... What is it, what, Adam? What car did we learn to drive in?
5: Do, 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 do. Get that? into my car. Do, 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 do. That's the song from My Driver. Uh, okay. Yeah, Kyle, you're too young. That was 80s <laughs> shit.
2: Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, it's funny. So the car that I learned to drive in was my buddy Nick's car, and he drove this, like... Oldsmobile, just like those cars that were like boats. They were just huge. And I remember specifically him letting me drive it around in Qualcomm Stadium parking lot. Nice. It was just like an empty parking lot. And we just kind of just drove around for the first time. That was before I got my license. Hmm.
5: Mine was the Toyota MR2. And it had a it's a little tiny little sports car.
2: Two seater Oh, I remember
5: Two-seater. that car, remember Yes. That red, little yeah. red yes. One? And it, dude, it had a turbo button. <laughs> you push the button. <laughs> like, really? And, uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. That was a good time. Missed that car. <laughs> I
3: I don't remember what I think I learned to drive in dad's like Nissan Maxima. I yeah, think that was I think that was my
5: Maxima.
3: Yeah. I think that was it. it. Had a spoiler on it. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the Nissan Maxima, the gold
5: nice. Nissan
2: Maxima. Gold, nice. Yeah. Um, and
5: driving, yes, driving. Yeah, love drive-ins. We have one here near near me, and we go when the weather's right and mm-hmm. post up and go watch movies. I'm, I'm a movie fanatic, so whenever I can chance to see no. anything on the screen. here. facts.
2: Get out of facts. <laughs> yeah, I remember going as a kid. I definitely didn't go in like my teens and twenties, but up here there are a couple drive-ins. And I've gone a couple of times up here and it is fun. It's just, it's a nice different experience because I think it, up here we get to see at least two movies. They'll do back-to-back movies and with a little intermission, which is fun.
5: I love the Halloween, like when they do Halloween drive-ins, because they do like crazy old throwback movies. Ooh, I haven't That's done that. Times. That yeah. sounds
2: awesome. So I'm all fun. about it. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, Gruder McVole. Thank you for asking the question. Let's yeah. move it on now to Cerberus21. Who asked the question?
4: First off, the Raiders and the Chiefs, baby! But good heavens, that ending in Arrowhead was insane. Josh Allen looked like the champion sent from the heavens to dethrone the great Mahomes. But alas, 13 seconds was all he needed to send his team to overtime. Fucking <laughs> shit, baby! And of course, <laughs> since the NFL is rigged, the Chiefs got the ball first. Buffalo played so valiantly, and I'm so sorry to see them go. I will say this young group of great QBs and Herbert Mahomes, Allen and Burrow got me hyped, baby! For the next decade of football, I was thinking of this hypothetical. Say the Titans decided to pull all the stops to get them a QB because Tannehill looked like hot garbage. If you were the Chargers GM, would you trade Herbert to the Titans in exchange for Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Kevin Bayard, Ryan Tannehill, and four first-round picks? Baby! No. No. <laughs>
2: no.
3: Because those four first round picks don't guarantee you an elite quarterback. And Ryan right. Tannehill sure as crap is not. So no, yeah. absolutely not. No. Derek, you hit a you hit a jackpot like Justin Herbert, you don't you never get rid of him. No. That's it. Until as he's they say, until it's until he a generational
2: talent. Like yeah. he yeah. just is that good. Can't give that up. No and he sits way. in his no.
5: locker wearing his full pads after games he loses because he's running yeah. through the game. And what I'll, it bu- I'll build, to build
3: around that. I'll lose with All that day. for a, a couple of years, and it's going to be out, out of control once it's done. That's right.
5: Bold bold prediction. Mm. You want to hear the boldest? I don't think we're going to have another losing season under
2: Herbert. Herbert Staley. Nope. I believe it, dude. I have yeah. seen no reason why.
5: I don't think it's going to happen.
2: Yeah. I love it. There you go. All right. Oh, there you go. Cerberus twenty one. Thank you for asking. Didn't the ask question. for a bold prediction, but you got but it. You got it. Um okay. all right. <laughs> all Let's move on to Mr. J Stone
4: 13.
1: Hold on. Hold. Certified for Start my friend. Who asked the
4: question?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Got a question for Ask Bolt Fam. Everyone's been connecting Mike Williams to the franchise tag, but I'd personally rather sign Mike Will and franchise tag Noosu. Just curious on your guys' thoughts on who should receive the tag. You guys are the best. Bolt up, Caleb, Love You Bye.
5: This is a good question. And I'm yeah. I, I'm interested in. There's something, it's always, it's that creative NFL accounting. Or if you franchise sure, tag, yeah. it's this amount, right? Yep. It's this mm-hmm. incredible amount for it's one the, year. You
3: got to be paid a top five at your position. Exactly. Like, right, whatever that, that if you, is.
5: If you sign Mike Williams, you see these contracts escalate or they have getting bonuses bigger bigger. Yeah. or you get the amount yep. per year goes down. So my, my take, my in, what I'm interested in is getting the best roster we can right now. Mm-hmm. And I think signing Mike Williams, which I think we're all confident in saying we want him for four more yeah. years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sign him so you don't have to blow the money and to be worrying about signing him the next year because he's going to have another great season.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I think the franchise tag, you got to be a top five player at your position, though. I don't think Uchina is a top five player at his position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Mike Williams, you could argue, is worthy of that money, but I want him long term. He, right. He's still, he's still, he just finished his rookie contract. He's still a young guy. That's just getting better every year.
4: Yeah,
3: I want, I want Mike Williams. And you see the relationship that Justin Herbert has with Mike Williams on the field. It can't be denied. That's a security blanket. When he needs a big play, mm-hmm. that's where he go. like Keenan Allen's a great, great ride receiver, but that's where Herbert goes. And mm-hmm. he needs that big time game on the line. Play He goes to Mike Williams. Right. So he needs to be, he needs to be locked up for the next four, four years. And it would, Chenna, I, I just don't, I don't think he's worthy of being paid a top five pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Pass rushers are big paydays. Those guys get paid a, a lot, lot of money. money
5: for that position.
3: Um, so I don't think you franchise either of those two guys.
2: All right.
5: Yeah, I think there's something with Mike Williams. If you guys just look back at the season and those most memorable, fun things that you had during these games, it's always him. Mike Williams was involved in those plays. So right, keep yeah. that in mind when you're like, what do we do with this? Do you want more of that? If you want more of that, let's get a contract to this guy right now.
3: Big time. Yeah. And we watched, we all watched all in like the way this, like I didn't know that he had that kind of grit to him when he goes to the sideline and puts his head in his Jersey and says, right. They didn't show that that was for the game. Like I I had it. Like you just, you don't, I don't see that at a mic all the time. The fire that like Keenan talks with in his Mm -hmm. pressers, you don't get that at a mic. So I, I didn't know he had that kind of fire in him. I I want, I really, really want him signed up long-term. He's
5: like the wide receiver version of Herbert, just a kind of a quieter Quiet, yeah. go out there and just kill it.
3: Right. You never hear about him outside of the outside of him playing football. It seems like he's just a chill, hang out at home kind of guy that gets just slays on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go.
5: Nothing. Not not to take anything away from Slayer, but he does slay.
3: But
2: yeah, we've got a couple we'll slay. Of slays. Yeah, we're slaying. Yeah, we're slaying left and right. So there you go, Mr. Chastone13. Thank you for asking the question. Let's moving on now to Gavin Gibson, who asked the question.
4: Gavin. After not getting the AFC West title for a Christmas present, if you were guaranteed the AFC West title and an easy path to the Super Bowl, would you all shave off your majestic beards and stay clean-shaven for a year? Asking this out of jealousy that I can't grow a full, g- good full beard like you guys. As always, what the f*** up? kill love you, bye
5: absolutely. I will gladly because I have the shittiest beard out of the trio. <laughs> Trash. I was, a,
3: I was about to say, Kev, how does it feel to be complimented on your beard? That might have yeah. been the first time ever. It's because I never ever. turned
5: my head this way <laughs> <laughs> or don't see the patch. this way.
3: You can really just see the goatee in it. <laughs> yeah, it, looks, it w- yeah, it works. It really it works. works. <laughs> yeah. um, how about you, Kyle? I would. I like my beard, but I'm not as, as tied to it, I think, as Bulldog is. Um, to I am probably one go year. Clean
5: it'll grow back lickety split.
2: Well, it, first of all, <laughs> I just want to clarify: <laughs> is talking about getting the AFC West title, not yeah. necessarily, and a clear, clear path. path to clear the path. Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, I would. Of course, oh, yeah. I would. Of course, yeah. I would. Cool. Okay. Should
5: we do it? Should we put it no. down? If we get, no, if because we can you Arizona. can't guarantee me this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: and I'm not willing to risk if a full Justin year. If Justin calls my it. phone and says,
3: Kyle, if you shave your beard,
2: we're going to do it. I'll shave it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In a heartbeat.
5: If that I, was I'd case. shave my eyebrows. I'd go that far.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would not have a single all. hair get on get my body. If you yeah.
5: say we we're going to be in the AFC championship, I will I will shave my eyebrows and Naked my beard. Naked mole rat. And I'll grow my hair out really long, so I look super weird.
2: <laughs> Let's not do that. But hey, yeah, Gavin we Gibson, you. we totally would. We all totally would. So 100%. thank you for asking the question. Because we we'd be doing
5: you guys. We'd be helping you guys too. Right. For
2: all yeah, of we're us. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not just for me. Yeah, we're all in, baby. We're all. We're, we're in. here to sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll do it our way. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you for <laughs> asking the question. Let's move it on now to a free
5: certified. Afri- Fresh.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but you've got a question that goes like this. Really looking forward to who we draft this offseason. Whether we get a defensive tackle or whatever, it's looking like we're gonna need film on guys who have <laughs> luck winning coin tosses too. <laughs> My question is for Coach. If you were offered a coaching job from the AFC West rival, would you Tank it. Um it's questions to you, big guy. Probably.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I probably (laughs) in the back of my in the back of my mind, I would still be rooting for the Chargers.
2: Uh, especially if I'm just like a lowly position coach or double agent. I was gonna say, would you would Happily you call up the Happily. wrong play or throw. Great call.
3: No, I would just get the playbooks and send them right to Staley. Right. <laughs> yeah, PDF the crap out of those right to his email. Let's go. He'd be yeah. like, you
2: know what, this guy—he hasn't played a snap all week. I think it's or all year. I think it's time we put him in for the for the yeah. championship game. What do you guys yeah. think? If I, I had that, I mean, if I'm going, if we're going as far as coordinator position. Yeah, if I could
3: talk to Tommy Team, be like, hey, man, like, I'll throw the crap out of this game if you get me this spot next year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, there you go, Afri <laughs> <laughs> or Afri. Thank, Thank you, you for
5: coming on, man. Yeah. yeah Thank man. you for
2: asking welcome. the question and welcome. Absolutely. Let's move on now to an old favorite, Okie Doggy. who yes. asked a question. Oh,
4: God damn it. Can we just cancel this here already? Just have the NFL say the refs were atrocious this year and too many games were influenced by their calls, it was already bad enough that I went 0-4 this week with my picks. Doggone it. But anyways, here's my question to you guys. If you could take two players away from each AFC West rival, not to join our team, but have those players not be a part of their team, who would it be? One of One from the offense and one from the defense, preferably. Thanks, guys. Oh
2: Mahomes? Yes.
5: Gone. Get him out Cut. of here. Cut. Get him out of here. <laughs> Fired. Uh, defense? Uh, Jones? Is that his name? The def- Defensive tackle?
2: Tyron Matthew. I, I was going to say go. Matthew would probably be the one that yeah, I, I would that pull. It's that
5: defensive lineman that wrecks havoc all the time that we didn't know actually play against.
2: I, I know who you're talking about. Um, it's not
5: Jones.
3: I, Jones. It's Jones. Or Sorensen. Yeah. The safety Sorensen. Yeah, yeah, really Sorensen. He keep really him. chaps my ass. But keep I really him in there. Like he kind of
5: sucks.
2: <laughs> I just don't like watching him. I feel like he has decent games against us. He's yeah. always in. He's in the mix. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's Kansas City. Raiders, definitely keep Carr because he's him. a
3: piece of crap. Keep <laughs> him <laughs> on
5: that roster.
3: Yeah, Darren Waller I would get rid of on offense. Yeah,
5: 100%. Um, and get rid Waller of I don't want him on that team anymore. Yeah,
3: I don't like watching him do good on the Raiders. Just no. let him go. Hey, let him go play somewhere else and have a great, great career. Right, yeah. yeah that's all just, we're saying.
5: Just stay with the Panthers. <laughs> um,
3: Broncos um, and Broncos one um, of their wide receivers any one of them they're all, they're all pretty good yeah just keep Melvin Gordon on that team please yeah, sign him to sure. a lifetime deal That's
5: right. <laughs> lifetime
3: yeah and, and then, then defensively I would say Von Miller but they decided to trade him away because they gave up on the season way too early <laughs>
2: Actually, offensively, I would say get rid of Quinn Miners because if I can't have him, nobody can. <laughs>
4: nobody can. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs>
2: um, defense, I would say
3: Sertain, Patrick Certain because oh, he's you a go. young yeah. stud. Yeah, he's yeah. a um, It's going only going to get better. Yeah. yeah.
2: All right. Well, there you go, Okie Doggy. Thank you for asking the question. And we go out of Ask Bold Fam with shamelessly positive Ryan. And I love this question. I can't wait to ask it. It goes something like this. It's 2023 and the Bolts just win the Super Bowl and Justin Herbert is named Super Bowl MVP. There are 3 shot glasses lined up for you guys. One is filled with Kansas City fan tears, the <laughs> second with Bronco fan tears, and the last with Raider fan tears. Who gets which shot? Ready? Go. Hey, love you, bye. Uh, this is such a good question. <laughs> I love this question so much. Um so I, I mix this them is all together,
3: shake them up in a martini <laughs> shaker. And we got a little
2: shooter on our hands. Boys. There you go. Yeah. That'll
3: get you drunk. Suck quicker. At AFC
2: West. Um, yeah. But I, if you I, had I, to pick, I think I, Kevin would get the Kansas city one, right?
5: Yeah. I would have to go very far. I have some friends. I could go down the street and just right. ring out, ring out some of those eye, <laughs> w- eye water out of them.
2: There you go. Yeah. I think, yeah, Kevin would get the Kansas city one. I, Kyle, I think you would get the the Raider one. I, I think that's fitting. Happily, yeah, I think oh, you just you hate those Raiders. I mean, tiers. we all hate the Raiders, but I think you hate
5: the Raiders. You might have to go get, yeah. have really have to go get Raiders, tested yeah. after though. Right? Oh, yeah, you oh, might. that is
3: true. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Or you can do it like hot sake,
5: where you boil it to the point, and then just like oh, yeah, I'll
3: boil it to kill just all. Like that.
5: I don't know what kind of germs are in tears, but there's all of them in Raider
2: tears. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would I would just drink the Denver one for no other reason other than it would just be delicious. Did <laughs> say like cold? Shot. Chilled. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Chilled. It'd be cold. Rocky <laughs> Mountain cold. There you Rocky go. Mount, yeah. Like yeah. A, it'd be like a
2: Coors banquet,
4: <laughs> <laughs> the banquet shot.
2: Yeah. There you go. All right. I think that's just an awesome question. <laughs> Shamelessly <laughs> positive, Ryan. Thank love you. Love it. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for Ask Bolt Fam. And that's going to do it for this episode. Um, all right. Bold any bolt predictions that we want to throw out there for this uh upcoming
5: 49ers Bengals? Yeah, that would be the
2: weirdest super Bowl. I weird. love it.
5: I would be <laughs> yeah. all about it though. 49ers so Bengals, bunch of fourth seeds yeah. going at it.
2: Let's do it. Let's make it happen. That'd be oh. fun. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you bye. Okay, love your pie. K Loves your pie. Bye.
4: bye.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. When it comes to shots, what do you reach for? Tequila? Vodka? That's for amateurs. How about the tears of your enemy? That'll put hair on your chest. Have yourself a shot of competitive. Take a look at all three flavors. Bronco Buff, Chief Freak, or if you really want to test your metal, reach for the Raider Rooter. Competitors, nothing tastes sweeter.